a small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Village in Crisis. We are back after an unscheduled break. Sorry, fans, we know you've missed us, but here we are and we're going to be looking at some more cat-related insanity in the village this week. Um, but Lee, before we get into that, how are you and how has your, your week been? It's been a while, no, last weekend, we haven't caught up on. Um, I'm very well, Neil. I'm very well, thank you um i'll tell you what i um hadn't had a drink since my birthday which was january the 9th right and that went for nearly two weeks and from that on the friday i went from like nothing to a lot right picked up the same sort of tempo i'd been used to what what were you drinking champagne White wine, red wine. Oof. <laughs> but no spirits. Okay. Um, and I tell you what, I woke up the next day feeling like I'd been hit with a fucking sledgehammer. Like, I felt bad. I, I was wobbling all over the place as I was getting up. I had to work all day. And then I had to go and work in a restaurant a bit later that evening. I was mm. a mess. That's a never-ending uh, day. Yeah. And then... Um, I, I I thought I had a brain tumor. I thought that were must you, be. It was bad. Like it went. Were you getting? Were you getting it? You know, sometimes when you've got a hangover, you're standing there and you kind of get a bit of a head rush in a way. You think I need to hold on to something, otherwise I'm going down here. Did yeah, that's that? Happened. that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think actually, it was almost like the last, like I was possessed of something. And the last ethers were leaving my body. And that happened last night where I was in the, I was working in some swanky wine bar and I was going up some steps and I, I went, I had a last little wobble and had to hold on to the side of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long hangover. Yeah. I mean, just, I say it was weird as well. Like, I mean, I just served this bloke like a 45 pound glass of wine, <laughs> 45 quid for one glass. <laughs> A lot of money for one glass. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, then he watches me toddle off and I fucking just wobble and I have to hold on to the wall. Talking of getting oh, hammered, um, we had Sal's sister uh, come and stay with us this, this weekend. Um, and when she arrived, she uh, I said, oh, do you want a drink? And she said, yeah, I'll have a glass of Prosecco. I gave her a glass of Prosecco. She absolutely necked it. I was like, Christ, you thirsty? And she's like, oh, yeah, God, I had a bounty in the car. It's made me really, like, made my mouth feel dry. I was like, okay. Gave her another glass. Boom. Gone. I was like, fucking hell, that bounty must have been. <laughs> that really must have got you thirsty, that bounty. Anyway, you know, sometimes, yeah, and we've all done it. You just turn up somewhere and you just, your drinks are going down. They're flying down. You're having a laugh. Fast forward a few hours and we're we're sitting around the um the table having dinner, you know, red wine with dinner. I looked across at her 
And her eyes were rolling all over the place. I looked at her for fucking hell. She's absolutely spangled. <laughs> um, we finished dinner and we were sitting around having a bit of a chat after dinner and, you know, after dinner drinks and stuff. And she just took herself off like a, like an injured cat, I would say, you know, when they go off to die somewhere. Yeah. Um, she took herself off and just lay on the sofa and went to sleep. So oh me... Sal and her husband were just sitting around chatting still. Sal went and put a blanket on her. When it came time for us to go to bed, um, we said, well, we better wake her up because she's, she's not going to want to wake up on the sofa in the middle of the night, not in her house. So mm. we tried to wake her up and she sat bolt upright and went, <laughs> like really speaking in tongues and then went back to sleep. Like, what the fuck? Um, so I said, I'll oh, just leave her, just leave her. And her husband Rick said, no, no, I've got to, I'll, I'll try one more time. And just for, um, it's an important part of the story. Her her maiden name is Whitmore. Okay. Mm-hmm. So try to wake her up again. And she went, and then paused and then went, just another Whitmore. And then went back to sleep. <laughs> God. We were absolutely pissing ourselves. So in the <laughs> end, we said, we said, oh, fuck it. We'll just leave her there. Put the blanket on her, left her there. And that room was underneath the bedroom that they were due to be sleeping in. So her husband said about four in the morning, he heard this kind of haunted, childlike singing. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? Huh? He's like, oh, it's Kate. Um. So he went downstairs and again, she was sitting on the sofa, staring dead ahead, singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, my God. He <laughs> <laughs> said he was waiting for her head to start spinning round. Um, so but he managed to wake her up and get her get her to bed. At four in the morning. At four in the morning, yeah. She was absolutely fine I... in the morning, funnily enough. <laughs> The one thing I took from that is uh, next time I'm completely smashed, my excuse is going to be, I'm really sorry, I had a few bounties before yeah, I started that, drinking. That, that <laughs> a couple of bounties before I got here. Do you like um, bounties? No, I don't. I absolutely love bounties. Really? Yeah, it's like my favourite chocolate, I'd say. Oh, I don't absolutely like favorite. I don't like coconut. I don't like desiccated coconut. Oh, no, I, I don't love like it. bounties. I love it. I... We were watching uh, Gogglebox on TV last night. Right. And you know how they always have like some cakes or biscuits when they're in front yeah. of them, right? Their thing, yeah. Um, just from nowhere, my wife turned around and said, Do you know what I really love? My favourite biscuit. And I said, No, go on. She went, Hobnobs. Oh. And I said, Do you know what? I don't think I could love you anymore. <laughs> but the fact that you. Your favourite biscuit is a hobnob, and mine's a chocolate hobnob. I bet hobnobs are fucking expensive in Sweden. She was going on about the first time they uh, they they made it to Sweden. She remembered the uproar around it, like the the pure joy of people being able to get their hands <laughs> on. <laughs> They're on about ten quid hobnob. a packet over here at the moment. Are they? Yeah, really expensive. Uh-uh. I might have exactly. Why, why are they so expensive? Cost of living, mate, isn't it? <laughs> Tell me about our trying to sell living. expensive olive oil <laughs> to people. Do um, you want mm. to tell us about your vigilante work? 
Um, Do you want yeah, to skirt around yeah, I, the edges of it, or? No, I can. Um, I can. Uh, I can skirt around the details. Um, so, to, I'll just give, interrupt you, quickly. Regular listeners, you'll you'll know that a couple of episodes ago. Uh, Lee was reading us his list of resolutions, his to-do list for 2024. And one of those was to start some kind of vigilante faction. Um, Mm. And he's made progress on it. Um, Okay, well, basically, I know of a teacher at one of my daughter's schools who's a proper wrong one. And has been commenting on their uh, physical appearance of the girls, what oh. they're wearing, the makeup, and in uh, some instances, laying hands. Right. Um, the parent of uh, one of the kids uh, went in and caused a fuss about it mm-hmm. uh, after the kid had told uh, an older sister. And then, um, anyway, um, long story short, uh, the, the teacher in question was uh, they obviously come to some uh, arrangement that go quietly and we won't make a fuss about this. Right. So the headmaster had him out of the school within like two days, basically. Then I found out that the teacher had started at a new school about three, four months later. And I'd phoned up that school and spoken to the headmistress. And I said, did you know that you've got a kiddie fiddler working? This was six <laughs> months ago, by the way. So this is before I'd made my vigilante right. resolution. So about six months ago, I phoned up the headmistress and I said, do you know you have a kiddie fiddler working at your school? What would kiddie fiddler be in Swedish? Kiddie fiddler? <laughs> no, no I, I mean, I didn't use the word kiddie fiddler. I just turned around and said that there's, there's the teacher. Do you have... I'd say his name because he's it's part of my vigilante work. His name's Yeah. So any listeners in Sweden, if you're listening to this, uh is a kitty kitty fiddler. <laughs> <laughs> um and basically the, the response I got was horrendous. It was uh I, I I'm not comfortable having this conversation with you and just slam the phone down at me. Right. So I thought, oh, charming. I was just trying to do, give him a heads up that, you know, I wouldn't. He's probably not told them because he doesn't have a record as such officially. So anyway, I found out that this uh, teacher was actually going to trial for um, touching a girl on a fight, amongst other things. Right. Um, and then what happened was uh, I just called. As soon as I found that out, I called the school back. Now new headmistress working there the old right. one not there anymore the one who don't care about kiddie fiddlers right new one said could you explain i gave her as much information as i could she couldn't have been more thankful mainly because i also threatened to say um that i'd be going to the press once the trial was over to say that i'd warned the school previously and they ignored me and now you have a convicted sex offender working at your school is he convicted this guy not yet no he's going to trial though right hopefully you naming him on this hugely popular podcast doesn't affect his uh, case at all no well i couldn't see why it would you can beat that his name out if you want 
No, I'm not that fussed. Oh well, I don't. I can't see how it would matter. So what? What was the outcome of your? Is this falling under the, the vigilante category then? That you are oh, a pedo yeah. hunter? Yeah. Well, I don't like to be called a pedo hunter because just having a title <laughs> with the word pedo in it, even if it's hunter, <laughs> you could be a pedo murderer, and mm. it's still a bit like, oh, you've solid yourself just by being a, by murdering that person yeah it, it almost sounds like you're a pedo and a murderer <laughs> yeah so <laughs> let's just say this is like saying that out. you are a pedo and a hunter yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right if you put pedophile in front of a pedophile hunter it it means yeah it sounds wrong it's like yeah, yeah. No, i never want to i never want to have a title where that where pedo is in there it could be Oh, that guy over there, see him, yeah, he's a legend, that guy is, he's, um, he hunts uh, people and kills them. Oh, what kind of people? Pedos. Hmm. What, so he's a pedo hunter? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh that's kind of dirty, isn't it? Yeah. I, but I think that's probably reflective of our society in general, that we'd rather just sweep it under the carpet than actually face it head on. I mean, I have a lot of admiration for, for people who get stung in, uh, like, pedo honey traps. Imagine. What, the people that get stung or the stingers? No, the, the, the stingers, <laughs> the people who, who catch the pedos, uh, catfish them. Yeah. I fucking love that. Um, so, hold on, the outcome of this vigilante work so far, then, has said oh, no, pedo... She's, she's called me back about eight or nine times right. to, to give me updates. Has he lost his job? No, there's a full-on investigation at the moment. Um, lawyers are involved uh, from the school side to make sure that they can do it in a... I said to her, um, I have access to the letter saying that it's going to court. Right. Uh, and that if... Yeah, I said, it's very easy. Just go to him and say, is he going to court for... Uh, being kiddie. a kitty fiddler. Being a kitty fiddler. Ask him, sit him down, ask him, are you going to court for being a kitty fiddler? If he says no, you can call me back and I'll send you, I'll get a copy and I'll send you the, a picture of the letter proving yeah. he's lying. If he says yes, well, there's your answer anyway. So win-win. Well, Either way, well, it's hugely satisfying to, to ruin a person's, I mean, he's a bad man. Bad, yeah. bad man. But it's hugely satisfying to ruin a bad, bad man's life. Well, how satisfying is it so early in the year to have ticked something off your resolutions list? Oh, January's not even out and I'm, I've nailed something already. Yeah. Vigilante, yeah. done. Done. And it's Pedo not even hunter. a vigilante. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even the vigilanteism I was looking at. I was going to just uh, parole the street. Now I don't have to go out in the dark and the cold because I've... No. No, I'll do that as well. I've got a real, I've got a real uh, taste of this. Yeah. You don't. Not all superheroes wear capes, Neil. No, that's true. That is true, <laughs> Liam. I'm proud of you. Do it. I think um, maybe we should. You should start a, a vigilante group, and then we've got our. We're basically uh, international. Okay, I'll, I'll think of something to. Uh... To vigilante against. I mean, you'll find something in this in the uh, uh, thread for well, the podcast. Yeah, in the village in crisis, there's always something, isn't there? 
Yeah, so I may just we'll just latch on to say, oh, do you know what? You don't. I'll decide for you what you're going to vigilanteism. Okay. Vigilan okay. Vigilante. Okay. Okay. And um, before we get into um, this week's thread, there was there is a question someone asked this week, um, and they put strange question. Does anyone know somewhere nearby to get baklava? Thanks. To get what? Baklava. The uh, Greek. Yeah. Dessert. Or baklava. Or baklava. How do you? That how do you pronounce Baklava is what I yeah. call it. I, have you had it before? Yeah, it's too sweet for me. Oh, you just press it and it just runs out syrup. Yeah. It just um, makes my teeth itch. But yeah, that, you know, f fair enough to ask that question. But one of the answers I thought was a bit sinister. <laughs> yes, bud, PM me. There's a few, but there's one favourite spot. Why not just put, why not just say, yeah, get it from here? Yeah, because it's his kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should catfish that person. There's your first, uh, you set well, up a little. Not, yeah, That's not vigilanteism. It is if uh, this guy's a bad, bad man. What, making poisonous baklava? We don't know what he's up to. He could be luring people, young Greek hotties, into his kitchen to buy baklava for their grandmothers. Yeah. And he's having his sordid way with them. I don't know. He, he could be. He could anyway, be. let's move on. Should we get into the thread? There's a lot of cat activity, basically. I've got an, this is an amazing coincidence. Right um because i've got i've got a fantastic uh little mini story for the for cat okay so i don't know do you where wanna... you want me to drop it in well yeah when when do you want to drop it in do you Let's do you want to get on. started yeah. and then you can drop it in when you think oh that's yeah. really pertinent now yeah pertinent yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Obviously, as I'm saying, oh dear, and rolling my eyes, I'm thinking of saying the same myself. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing's coming okay. to me. Okay. It, it, there's been loads of, well, this starts with Lenny Landlord. Okay. Um, afternoon all. Just noticed a young cat limping around the bin area of the pub. When I approached it, it jumped into our wood pile, possibly struck by a car. Anyway, managed to get a photo. Um, then there's a photo of the cat carrying in the woodpile. And then the usual three or four self-appointed members of the cat rescue team kick in, uh, like kick into action, saying they'll be there soon with a cat carrier, etc. Um, but one of the cat rescue team has featured fairly prominently in this podcast before, though, under a couple of different names. Uh, you might remember her as Tina Tennis, who complained about the quality of the free-to-use grass tennis courts in the village. Um, oh, God, this bitch. Yeah, and she got called out for being a twat and said that she was going to leave the group. But if she did leave the group, cats would die. Do you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now I, I do remember that line. Uh, you might also her? remember her as Debbie Delita, who slagged off the local farmer's market got called out for being a twat and then deleted a message. Well, this is all news to me, as you say, you may remember her because I remember the individuals. But if I'm honest, yeah. I thought all of the names you were giving to people were to separate people. No, no, this has been one and the same person. Uh, yeah, I just didn't want to make it look like a witch hunt. But here it is. 
Yeah. Okay. Go on. This. Uh, so she's killed a cat, or she's hit no. a cat. Well, she's like the cat rescue person, and she's back. Anyway, she's been deleting messages again, so it's been a really difficult thread to curate. I happened to see the first post she deleted, but annoyingly didn't screenshot it. But the gist of it was that she said she went and got the cat. She took it to the vet in the village who refused to scan it to see if it belonged to anyone. Um, Now, that supposed refusal didn't ring true with a few villagers. And when pushed on the matter, it turns out that the vets was actually shut. And then everyone waded in on her for being a twat again and slagging off the vets for being closed. Um, And then that led to this post from Debbie Delita. Uh, That's what we're calling her today. Okay. Good morning. And this is a long post, but I think this shows this is an insight into the mind of Debbie Delita. All right. Good morning. Firstly, thank you for your lovely comments and likes. Read Dusty. She named the cat Dusty. Mm. I would like to explain what happened and why decisions were made. I saw the post and debated taking the car, but knew the chances of the cat being there were slim. I saw blank who very kindly helped and the lovely guy at the pub as without him we would never have seen her we then had decisions to make to walk to ours or blanks to get a car or accept a lift down to the vets which we have checked and wasn't open until three o'clock in hindsight we should have called them before we left the pub initially all i wanted was to see if she was chipped as if so even then if the vets couldn't see her straight away it wasn't my decision So when they confirmed they couldn't scan, we were then at the village vets with either a long walk back or asked for a lift, which is which we did. We then called my vet and went there. The reason I am trying to explain is that a couple of years ago, there was an injured cat just near our cul-de-sac. The lady, or, or I knew who it belonged to, she put on Facebook page, I came back to get basket as I was, as it was bleeding from mouth. And I made the call to take to my vets in town at just gone 8 a.m. I knew the village vets didn't open until 9 a.m. with one vet. I knew mine opened at 8.30 with nurses and vets. The cat was chipped and lived on our estate, but initially she wasn't impressed that I'd taken her out to another vet when I could have assumed she was registered here. I took her as her breathing was awful and didn't want to wait another 40 minutes. I just wanted you to understand that before I did anything with this cat, I wanted to see she had an owner. The owner of the other one apologised and understood why I took her and believed she was treated there. I only commented on village vets as scanning takes seconds. We left them for our reasons, but admittedly, when we found the four-week-old kitten at 4.30am, the RSPCA authorised the village vets in the next village to treat. They were brilliant and advised us on what to do. Sorry for this extremely long post, but wanted to explain my reasons and why I made them. What the fuck? Wow. What do you make of that? Uh, I think that's insane. Um, what an absolute rant. And, and it was just the ramblings of a mad woman. It doesn't was make any sense. Well, she was supposed to be responding to the fact that she's lied about. She said that she'd taken the cat to the vet to get it chipped and they refused to do it. She's been yeah. called out for, as a liar because uh, the vets weren't even open. And now she's... Yeah come out with his rambling nonsense about the time she found another cat and took it to the wrong vets well, none of it's relevant no other than that it's a dead cat or an injured cat she's found yeah if... and the truth of the matter here seems to be that she slagged off a local business for not 
scanning a cat when they were when it was fucking shut. <laughs> <laughs> Slanderous behaviour. Slanderous. Yeah. Slanderous. Yep. Scandalous. Slander. Kitty fiddler. Slander. Yeah. As in. Yeah, I know slander. Yeah, and slanderous is a word. Too slander. I know, but you said slanderless. No, I didn't. I said slanderous. Okay. Well, everyone can just flip back a few seconds. And oh, to you're that. desperate to pick holes in people's speech, language, quality of, and you, in your desperation, you've leapt on me for absolutely no reason. Sue support comes it's in. Embarrassing. You have nothing to explain to anybody. An <laughs> apology would be fine. If I'm wrong, I apologise. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> you all want, I don't know. People who know you all know this, but others, other randoms, they say, Neil is certainly a person that has a very difficult time apologising. Just as that horrible, underhanded, non-committal of an apology was issued. If I'm wrong, I apologise. It's so much easier to say I apologise as well rather than I'm sorry. Okay. Should we carry on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, I gave you an opportunity, but you didn't take it. Well, so, I d- I'm not wrong. Though that's the issue. You said slanderless. What would you have said? Slanderous. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> okay. Well, like I say, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, go on. Sue support comes in. You have nothing to explain to anybody. You did what you felt needed to be done at the time and for the good of the animal. Many would have walked by and done nothing at all. Thank you for your efforts and kindness. And then someone else comes in. Jane Justify. You shouldn't have to justify yourself, lovely. You rescued this beautiful little soul, gave her love and ensured she was receiving care and treatment. There are times when animal rest there are times in animal rescue where you have to make such decisions. I know this huh? too well. <laughs> what the fuck? These women the are end- making it as if they're on the front line in Afghanistan yeah. <laughs> or something. Like oh, I didn't know there were yeah. civilians in that car. <laughs> Fucking hell. God, get over yourselves. Um an apology comes in, which is quite fitting based on our recent conversation. Mm. An apology to the vet named might be good too. Yep. What does she say? What does she say? Jane Justify comes in again. The vet in question has a duty of care. If they wish to comment and explain why they couldn't help to scan the cat, then dot, 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 dot. Then what? Um, and an <laughs> apology says... Uh, the vet isn't open on Tuesday afternoon, so I suspect no one spoke to the branch. It's out of control, isn't it? Yeah, it is out of control. Debbie Delita defends this woman who's like the worst thing is slagging off the vets for like, and and it's quite a serious. I mean, I'm putting it into the perspective of uh, the the business they provide, which is yeah. care to animals, right? Yeah. And in that perspective, this is a big deal. There's an injured animal they're refusing to yeah. help or locate the owner of. That's the accusation. Yeah. Well, the incidents never happened. 
Yeah. Well, Debbie Delita comes back in and says to Anne, Anne, why do you think I owe the vets an apology? And Anne says, because the vets was fucking close, so I shouldn't be criticised. Does she acknowledge that? No. By and large, she received fairly positive feedback from the cat loving community. Um, she went on to delete that post, but feeling vindicated, she posted another update. All right. Just had a call from Wood Green. The cat found at the pub hasn't made it. She was an adult cat, they discovered, but had several pelvic fractures, which, which were quite old. She was on a drip and passed away quickly, I am told. Please, we got her to Wood Green. It sounds like she would have been in pain for quite a while, which is very sad. Hmm, shame. Monica Moron. Still can't understand why the vet refused to see her. That's what vets are for. <laughs> Tina Timetable. The vet in the village was closed. They didn't refuse to see her as no one was there to refuse. The post was badly worded. However, Debbie's on a roll now because she's been getting loads of positive feedback for being a hero. Uh-huh. And then she, she puts another post on. Listening to the wind outside, think I'm shutting the cats in tonight. That's a new post. Jesus on, the, on the village oh. group. Hannah had enough. It's just not relevant, is it? I really don't think anyone cares. Maybe save these posts for your personal Facebook. I'll be reporting for irrelevant content as it doesn't have any relation to the village or what this page is supposed to be about. <laughs> nice. <laughs> People have turned. It was it one of her supporters. No, no, Previous. not one of her that supporters. Would been, that would have been brilliant. Like, it's nothing worse, I find, on social media. If you're in a little tete-a-tete, a little battle, a little yeah. um, uh, a little uh, swashbuckling, that you have somebody support and then all of a sudden they turn on you. Yeah. Or, or administer, administer and, um, a bit of a put-down on you. Are you Probably. watching The Traitors? Uh, no, I've seen um, the first season last year's. This This season is amazing highly recommend it okay um, but well, there's a lot of that obviously people you think have got your back are actually doing all they can to stab you in it <laughs> i still have a hard time getting my head around the fact that they're like they'd be crying and like weeping and they're so genuinely i don't know like i'd I'm, love to see you on it i would absolutely love to see you on it you'd be brilliant on it in what con- in what way? Just like you say there about, oh, I don't understand why people are getting caught up and weeping. I, I bet when you're in there, it's a massively intense experience. You're fighting for your life. And I'd love to see how you reacted in that experience. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the they've tied it in quite well with the fact that like a competitive nature, if you have applied to go on the show, you want to go on and do well. Yeah, you certainly don't want to go out early doors. So you do go in there with the mindset that yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to do well here. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to be capable in the events and the games and the competitions, and also I'm going to build bonds and and uh, secure my 
Would you rather be a traitor or a um, what's it called? A faithful. Faithful. A traitor, hundred percent, because you halve your chance of dying. If you're a traitor, no one's killing you in your sleep. That's true. Yeah. You can be banished at the round table, but you can't be killed in the night. If you're a faithful, you could be banished and killed. Yeah. And also, if you're trying, I don't think you have to worry too much about winning the prize fund. But if you go deep into the competition, you've got yourself a little profile. You're getting interviewed and you're appearing on as guests on all sorts of things. When you come out, you can probably make a fair bit of money. And if you if you're a trade if you're a a traitor you can probably build up you know and don't get found out early you can probably build up quite a little profile and make a living off it for a couple of years. I'd love it if somebody went on there and they turned out to be an absolute fucking psychopath. Like <laughs> psychologists come out and go, this person shouldn't be in in there. We need to get him out. He's, this person has killed someone. This person, yeah. Like, how did he get through? Is it on Channel 4? BBC. BBC. How did he get through the BBC's? Oh, how did he get past the BBC's rigorous screening process <laughs> that never lets anybody get of any bad ilk get through? Do you remember on the BBC when they interviewed the cleaner on the news? Oh, what cleaner? There was a guy who turned up at BBC House. Oh, or yeah, the black guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he turned yeah. up. It turned up for an interview to be a cleaner yeah. um, and they thought he was an IT specialist. Come, So they called yeah. him through and said, right, come through for your interview. He thought he was going through for his interview as a cleaner and then sat there and was interviewed on live TV about IT security. Yeah, I remember that. It was funny. He handled it quite well. Didn't he, he did, but his eyes, when when he's asked the first question, his eyes, he kind of looks at the camera like, oh boy. <laughs> Talking of IT uh, people, mm-hmm. um, last night I was working in said swanky uh, wine bar and uh, I was serving a couple of ladies, uh, very well to do, very attractive, very well clothed <laughs> and uh, bejeweled. And um, I was, we were talking about cats. This right. is the story. Oh, okay. We were talking about cats. And I, was, I can't remember. Can what, I just commend you on a yeah. brilliant little segue there? Yeah. Very smooth. Yeah. And you remembered to tell us your story. That's excellent. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and, well, they worked in IT. That's where I, that was the nudge I needed. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That was the, the link to where I, the, the small bridge. Anyway. I've ruined my call by explaining too much. Um, and I was, we were talking about cats and I was, we were talking about like uh, walking cats and I told them about the pod and how we'd done a whole section on, on, on cats. And I said that yeah. I'd seen people walking cats in strollers and whatnot. And one of the ladies, and I, she'll remain anonymous because she was, she was a really nice lady. They both were. Yeah. She, she said, I, I love cats. I really love cats. And I said, do you have any cats? And she said, no. And I said, why don't you have any cats if you're such a cat lover? Yeah. And she said, I believe that cats are ultimately wild. They're not domesticated and that they shouldn't be. Uh, they should be allowed to run wild and they're not like they shouldn't be housed. Right. 
And I said, okay, fine. And I sort of looked at her, sort of my head tilted to the side, like, mm, okay. And she you said, want this, feral cats everywhere. But, well, you, you could re- interpret it that way if you want. But I think <laughs> the better part of what she was saying was this. Her analogy of it was this. Imagine if a Swedish person adopted an Indian kid and was raising it in, in, in Sweden. They'd be so confused inside. What? she said what that was her example yeah she said that like if you if you rate if you bring an indian kid over here to sweden where he's used to like the heat and everything and eating certain types of food that you won't find over here in the minus 17 weather as well then there's confusion like what's what's happened to me and she said that cats are wild inside just like Indian people are Indian inside. And if you bring them indoors, yeah. What did you say in response? No, I said, that's brilliant. I get it totally. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> that's one of the worst examples I've ever heard. I just thought it was really funny that that's where she took it. It's hilarious. That was the direction she went in, but fuck me. But the fact that I stood there and I was like, no, no, I totally get it. Like, that's brilliant. Her mate who was sat opposite her, like, so here I am working. Yeah. I'm stood up next to her and I'm talking to her. And it's just me and her, like, talking to each other. And her mate's on the sofa opposite her, just shaking her head, going, what the actual fuck are you two talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, someone's okay. got some sense. Here's another bottle of wine for 180 quid. Um, oh, I can't be bothered to fucking carry on reading about this nutty cow, Debbie Delita. Anyway, some people came on on her side. Some people slagged her off. The long and the short of it is she's a nutter and people are pissed off with what she's putting on there. Um, I've got a feeling she's a wrong one. I think she's got um, skeletons cat skeletons hidden closets do you reckon she sleeps in a human-sized cat basket that'd be that'd be horrendously disturbing and shits in a tray of sand um when (laughs) (laughs) can't take her to the beach (laughs) (laughs) when when uh when we were small um, my cousin used to call, crawl up in the uh, my nan's uh, dog's basket. Right. Weird. What, and curl up in it and go to sleep? Yeah, curl up and just lie down there sucking his thumb. Odd. Anyway, you'd think, you think we'd be finished with the cat, um, the cat comments, wouldn't you? But lo and behold, who else should reappear on the back of all this nonsense? But our queen of innuendo, who gave us the rusty trombone story and the one night stand threads. That we've chalked up to a lack of uh, a, a, a weak grasp of the English language. Well, rusty trombone, I think we did. Were we on to her for the one night stand? Because she then put something else really obvious on, didn't she? Yeah. Uh, about filling a Halloween bucket or something. I wonder if she was. Maybe she was getting 
tips along the way and they they just sort of jeter along a little bit too much no she knows what she's doing anyway mm. here we go this is irene innuendo i've called her this time locking up my pussy tonight far too many <laughs> hazards out there tonight happy to sit stroking her whilst listening to the elements <laughs> You like it, don't you? I, think I really like just thinking to myself. If you're sitting around, like, I don't know, dinner table with her, there's a, big, there's a group here. This is yeah. your mate's wife or something, right? Or your wife's, you know, your wife. Yeah. <laughs> she's your wife. Yeah. But she's turned around and she's going, um, or someone says, oh, like, yeah, uh, there's been a, like, they were, did you see the news? The news said that um, you should keep uh, animals inside because of dangers of foxes, especially cats. And then she goes, I'll be keeping my pussy indoors tonight. <laughs> I, I might give it a stroke just to calm it down. Like that, you'd be like, ooh. <laughs> Got a frisky ooh, one. Yeah. Uh, as I say that, I feel a little bit dirty. But um, well, yeah, you should be responding. Peter Pervert comes in, says, uh, stroking your pussy to take your mind off the gales outside. It might even purr. Christ Almighty! <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll sit here and have a conversation with you on a Teams, right? Uh, and I, it, I know it's going out into the yeah. into the world wide web, but. It feels kind of private uh, anyway, even though we know it's not. But it's that strange going just... on and saying stroking your pussy, it might even purr. <sighs> I mean, saying something and it just coming out like as a quick like, Ugh. but <laughs> writing it down like and and oh, I'm going to say, Ugh. I mean, she's asking for it. But yeah, well, I shouldn't. I should. Sorry, I should never say that about. A, a woman or anybody i guess but i think she's well no if you find something like that it, you're asking, asking yourself for, up she's asking to, for a response to that comment is what i should say she responds to that oh you should hear her purr it's such a cute sound okay she's open for she's game on let's, let's hear more dave dirty boy comes in just with a nice <laughs> thumbs up with a what a nice and then just a thumbs up sign and then um you'll like this one i think in comes danny danger wank make sure not to get her too wet (laughs) 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 he may as well have just said finger yourself to you you sopping wet love because you know i had no it had no context or relevance to no make sure you think what no she responds with she's okay with getting wet it's wind she's not keen on and he says flatulence is never great fucking hell i think these blokes that are responding are half hoping they're going to get into a little like see a little alert come up for a direct message don't you I would, I tell you what, I mean, I, I assume it works the same way as uh, Instagram because I haven't been on Facebook in a long, 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 long time. But I wouldn't be surprised if, as this is going on parallel, 
there is he one of these the danger Dave Danger Wank or whatever his name was. Yeah. It's an uh DM in a off books. Yeah. I bet I bet people are. Oh that shadow of a doubt. I mean and I don't know. I, I'm treading on thin ice here by opening this can of worms, I guess, but there must be a certain level of enjoyment from her side if she continues to uh, make sexual innuendos. Yeah, if you're posting type. it in the first place and then carrying on. And not only that, I mean, it, it, this one's gone risque. It has and gone. And she's not, uh, I mean, the, the one night stand's kind of funny. The rusty trombone's a bit cheeky and is this for real? Does she understand yeah. it? This one's just. I'm going to sit in and start fingering myself. <laughs> Jenny joining comes in and says, don't blame you, Irene. Better safe than sorry. Keep that little pussy of yours safe. And Irene <laughs> says, thanks, Jenny. She's very delicate. Oh, uh, firstly, I don't like the way. I mean, no one can see this, but I don't like the way you're reading it. <laughs> your, <laughs> your eyes like. Seem, your eyes seem to have gone down half an inch into your face like you've become very like really creepy looking i'm a you. method actor yeah or something jenny yeah. joining responds oh dear i thought she looked quite robust extra strokes to keep her calm and irene says appearances can be deceiving she's very timid until you get to know her and then she's unstoppable I'm too old this to is on a, this is a village Facebook page. <laughs> like, sometimes I'm, I think I'm just need... it and I'm, I'm having parallel thoughts where I'm going, right, that's nasty. That's proper dirt. And then I'm thinking, or am I the dirty one? Am I like my mind is blown. Like I can't get my head around the fact that this is being like everyone's there are other women jumping in here and doing it. Like you say, it's on the village Facebook page. It doesn't make sense to me. Like Belinda, danger, dan, danger wanker, danger mouse. Yeah. Topper, he's fucking. I mean, that's it's just mental. Well, Belinda Bashin finishes the post, and she says, "Someone's bashing one out to this post tonight. I hope you know that." <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's gonna have to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> she's, oh, ab- she's absolutely right. You'd have to be real weird to bash one out to that. I reckon Danny and Peter that have DM'd her have probably followed through with that. So they're sitting there with their telephone in front of them, just rereading and imagining, are they? Yeah. Just, oh, she needs, she's going to purr. She's going to purr. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a village Facebook page. It's mental. Like, I mean, I can understand the humour in the fact that, like, old people might be reading it and... It'd be hilarious if you were sitting at home, right? I don't know, like having Sunday roast, you've got all your family around and like granny turns around and goes, oh, did you hear about um, that nice Mrs. Uh, Irene? Uh, she kept her pussy inside because it was raining on Friday night. And you're like, Friday night, it wasn't raining. <laughs> yeah, no, she said that it, she's got a delicate little pussy. She has to stroke it to keep it um, calm. Apparently it really opens up though once people get to know it, and then like, the grandkids will be sat around the table going, "Show me that post, Dan, Dan, show me that post. <laughs> Who was that?" 
<laughs> and the mum and dad are just going, uh, mum, mum, uh, no, uh, what are you doing? You look into it, you just go, what the fucking hell is going on in the village Facebook group? If you knew Danny Dangerwank, if you were mates with him and you saw him post, make sure not to get her too wet, would you get in touch with him and say, calm down, you pervert? <laughs> you're, on a, <laughs> you're on a public forum. <laughs> I know you're lonely. <laughs> I know your wife goes to bed early because she's a nurse and has to get up. <laughs> Put the phone down. <laughs> I'm imagining getting a text from you. <laughs> Lee, can you just calm it down, mate? That's a village Facebook group. <laughs> this has gone from carry on like to absolute smut. Oh god, it is like something out of uh I don't even think like the start of like proper porn movies carry on like that, do they? Uh, no, no one watches the start, do they? I do. It's the best bit. Do you? you like you like a narrative? I like a storyline. <laughs> uh, if there isn't a swimming pool involved, I'm not. I'm turning over. Okay. Now, now then, um, pedo hunter, you sound you sound like you should Stop. be coming in on this thread. Stop calling me pedo hunter. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's a positive but you make it sound negative yeah okay i will could call me vigilante lee vigilant vigilantly 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 all right um so that's so done i did have one other question to ask you if you want to wrap it up with a question mm, i love a question um where I work, they the toilets have been well the the bloke's toilet broke, so there has been only a female toilet and a disabled toilet. Mm. I posed the question to someone at work, and he didn't really dive into it like I was hoping. Just in general, if you were out and about, what's worse getting caught coming out of the ladies toilet or getting caught coming out of a disabled toilet and i'm talking uh, single cubicle here so single cubicle ladies toilet you come out and to be greeted by a woman or disabled toilet and you are greeted by someone with a disability oh worse is i mean getting caught by someone like in a wheelchair and you've used their toilet i think that's worse i think in that instance you seem more out of order yeah but in the other example playing, you seem more odd, of a if you're playing the odds game then go with the i'll always go with the uh handicap disabled yeah. toilet because what are the odds yeah and i'm not saying that there aren't handicapped people there are no but there, there are fewer handicapped are people fewer than there women. are do you think you seem more of a pervert if you come out of the woman's toilet to be greeted by a woman? Do you think she looks at you like, oh, you pervert? Um, I can tell you that from experience, I was in a nightclub once 
and I'd had a few beers. I wasn't like smashed by any means, any stretch of the imagination. Oh, a few beers, bit, you know, I oy. walked straight into. <laughs> I'd had a few beers, a bit. <laughs> walked straight, opened the door to the bathroom, walked straight in, went straight into a cubicle, shut the door behind me, took a piss, opened the cubicle door, came out, and there was no less than about 15 girls. <laughs> and I'm like looking around and I'm like, no wonder I went straight to the cube. There are no urinals. Right. And somebody said, I got mixed reaction. I got like giggling and laughter. I got, um, you dirty pervert. And <laughs> I got like a nice person turning around saying, oh, I think you're in the wrong toilet, mate. And I said, uh, it does appear that way. I washed my hands. <laughs> Um, dried them and then went out, got my pint off my mates and I said, um, they were like, <laughs> what is it? I was just stood there and they're like, you are right? And I went, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then uh, one of them said, which way is the toilets? <laughs> and I just pointed <laughs> to the women's. <laughs> of course. Yeah. The master plan. Yeah. Right. Should we wrap it up there then? Have you got anything else you'd like to add? Just a, a toilet to- uh, story. My brother, when he was single, mm-hmm. used to have a quite ingenious uh, pickup uh, routine. Right. Where he would, it'd be in a bar or whatever, wherever, he would, him and his mates, he'd spot a, a group of attractive ladies. Right. He would then ride ride his imaginary horse over to the group of ladies. Okay, this is pretty cringy so far. Yeah, he would trot over on his imaginary horse. It would like be bucking and whatnot, but he'd be like trying to calm it down, and he would climb off it. Yeah, he'd ask the most attractive girl to hold the horse. (laughs) Okay, while he went to the toilet, (laughs) (laughs) and she would hold out her hand and take the imaginary reins, and he'd go to the toilet. He would then just walk straight past the group of girls and over to the his mates get his pint carry on drinking nine times out of ten the attractive girl would come over walk in the imaginary horse <laughs> and say you forgot your horse <laughs> and then he would go oh, behave but the, 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 the ice was broken very good yeah and then he would yeah. test them by saying stuff like when they asked what he did he'd say he fitted windscreen wipers on submarines things like that <laughs> yeah I, I doubt he pulled that much in the end then, did he? Not when he started with those stupid lines, no. <laughs> I think the imaginary horse, I think I'd bust that out. if I. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So but that ship has sailed, doesn't it, Lee? It definitely has, yes. It definitely has, Neil. <laughs> for you as well? Yes, for me as well. Okay. Yes. Um. What would you be your, if Sally was to divorce you, mm. what would be your, uh, let's, uh, how would you approach singledom? Oh, I, I, I know exactly what I'd do. Go on. I would go on Facebook and wait for people to put like semi innuendo <laughs> comments and. <laughs> And then I'd just go all in, full pervert on them. <laughs> and then it'd just be a numbers game. So I'd comment publicly and then I'd send 
maybe 10 to 15 direct messages to that person in a 30 second window like just to make and see know that i'm really chilled about it all um and i think that might be quite (laughs) any more than that you you don't want to come across as too keen (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think that would probably work or it'd get me arrested i don't know if you get arrested for that oh believe me i'd get arrested all right you haven't seen what i'm writing (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to know (laughs) i don't want to know uh i think on that note we should wrap it up and say um sorry for the delay yeah and um we'll be back on monday we'll be back on monday hopefully Uh, it's been amazing okay goodbye lee you have a nice weekend you too neil bye bye and that's the end of another encounter with the villagers hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs and tune in next week for more Village in Crisis.